the future of photography. Adrian, do you own a pancake lens? Actually, do you know what? I don't. I've always thought about it, and I keep keep almost getting there and almost getting there. But no, I don't. So, the, but pancake lenses, um, of course, for those cameras that have interchangeable lenses, you um, you can put all sorts of lenses on that, and some of those are built in a very special way that are very flat. So, um, I have a twenty-four millimeter lens, the twenty-four STM for my Canon cameras. Um, that is just just a bit thicker than like a len uh, like like a body cap for the camera. So um, very interesting kind of form factor, very small. But of course, people are always trying to make things smaller on the optical side. And I came across a video uh, of a guy called okay, I'm gonna butcher the name Arsny Kutsnesov or something along those lines he's the, close enough <clears throat> yeah he's he's the head of advanced concepts and nanotechnology department at the institute of materials research and engineering um and pretty much he's he's uh one of those people who want to build flatter optics we talked about this on episode five but this was um one thing that i saw that kind of made me revisit that um because they are working on making the bulky things in our lenses less bulky and the bulky things in our bigger lenses are definitely the lenses the the, the pieces of glass in there and he's trying to build flat optics and stuff with nano antennas hmm, okay Di dielectric nano antennas so let's let's do a quick excursion into the science of these things um, please yes <laughs> the, wavelength <clears throat> wavelength uh the the electromagnetic spectrum has wavelengths and depending on the wavelength of those electromagnetic waves it will be a radio wave or it might be visible light but it's all kind of the same thing just different wavelengths different sizes of those waves and uh Let's look at the size of waves. A radio wave. Do you know how long radio waves are? If you measure them out with a tape measure. <laughs> well, I know uh, that uh, radio waves ha have different wavelengths, and they have, and therefore can travel diff through different things and uh, for for longer distances because of the because of their wavelength. Right, and 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 uh, the and, and you know how you measure radio on the scale of an old radio you'd have like something like 101.5 fm that mm -hmm. 101.5 is in megahertz so you have the the the, the speed the the the, the oscillation so speed the, frequ the frequency it's the so. frequency yeah but again this translates to wavelength and for fm radio which is doesn't really exist that much anymore but the older no, ones will UK. certainly know it yeah <laughs> For FM radio, those waves are about 10 feet long in that range. So they're pretty okay. long, right? Um, if you look at AM stations, even older technology, but can travel really far, those AM stations, those lengths, lengths of wavelengths are like about 300 yards. So they're That's... quite long waves. Uh, if you compare the wavelength of light to that, Light is about a million times smaller. So we're talking about like 400 nanometers, 500, 600 nanometers. 
of mm. visible light. Um, how does an antenna work for your radio? A terrestrial antenna. We're not talking about the the stuff that comes in through your internet connection. Um, it's pretty much a metal rod. And I'm, I'm simplifying here, but it's a metal rod. And that metal rod, those those radio waves that come in at 100 megahertz, um, they move electrons in that rod. And then you have a cable going to an amplifier, and that will see those movements. And it will be able to make that into the sound, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the antenna is pretty much like a two-way thing. You have an antenna that's the transmitter, and then you have another antenna that's the receiver. And the antenna has to have a, a specific length to, ca- to, to capture a specific frequency. You cannot mm, yeah. take any length of antenna and capture any frequency. There is a relation. There's, um, I think it's, a f- I, I don't know exactly. I'm not, I, I don't know physics that well, but I know that certain antennas need a certain length to be able to capture a certain frequency and or to be really good at a certain frequency. And again, with an FM antenna, um, if you've seen an old radio, that might be like 50, 60 centimeters um am antennas again they use like coils longer ones um yeah and now try to translate that to light which is a million times smaller in wavelength because that's what this guy is doing the guy okay in the video that we linked in the show notes um he is working on antenna arrays that can deal with light with the wavelengths of light which is again nanometers so it's very very small structures and so so yeah because that would have to be shorter than very much yeah the wavelength of the light wouldn't it because what you describe for the, the radios is that the antenna is shorter than the wavelength yeah and and it doesn't have to be shorter i think but it is some there's some relation there but those okay. antennas for light and again, we're talking radio, we're talking electromagnetic spectrum. So it is pretty much the same thing, just at a different wavelength. And what what they're working on is, uh, is antenna arrays that are in one plane. They're flat. And that can change the phase and the amplitude of the according wavelength, which which will translate into being able to focus light or being able to create holograms on the fly and that kind of stuff. So we've seen stuff research around that um, for several years, and it was mostly kind of fundamental research. And it, it seems from what I've seen in this video and what I've read in other places is that there, there are now some advances in that area that brings this much, much closer towards an actual application. Right. Okay. So so okay. far, so I have far- to confess. So far, I, I got the bit about wavelengths and frequencies. Yeah. And then some of the rest of it went over my head a bit. So so just in- <laughs> so, so tell me about the applications. <laughs> so so ju- just imagine imagine you have a flat nanostructure, the flat disk of sorts, okay. and that 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 you can use to focus light. So far, uh, you, you had okay. to use a bigger lens, a chunk of glass, a heavy chunk of glass. And now, um, with these things, um, you would be able to put this in a very flat form factor. So so rather than using, as you say, large chunks of glass to focus the light, 
some different uh, materials could be used on on a very much smaller scale right to to focus the light so so the light still goes through this so it still acts like yes. a lens but yes, it's that's... just not an optical lens as such that's the idea yeah so okay. so, right. so far the, the okay so the the problem here is of course you have to be able to manipulate very tiny nanoscale structures and so far the best thing that was fairly or relatively easy to manipulate was silicon the stuff that our computer yes. chips are made of because those are yes. nanostructures right mm -hmm. um but that silicon isn't isn't a material that's very good in the visible spectrum so you just need to find materials that this works with really well and uh one of the materials they were looking at is titanium dioxide which is everywhere around us even in your toothpaste um that sounds useful but nice to have a new technology that's not based on rare earth metals to and toothpaste based lenses maybe that should be the title of this, of this show <laughs> now that that, that um, would be a good show title <laughs> right and and then they had uh, a breakthrough um and this is uh they, they found that they could use a, another semiconductor which is called gallium arsenide and now a lens is kind of a passive thing right a glass lens it doesn't mm, yes. actively do anything light goes in on one side comes out on the other and the refractive index of that glass changes how the beams of light the angle of the beams of light pretty much um but now with that they even have like an active array of things to change that so you can tune these antenna you can change that so we're we're we're, we're looking at tunable nano antennas uh sometime in the future which um I, I let me venture guess might mean that you have a lens where you can change the refractive index where you can change how where it focuses just by doing something electrical to it so sounds interesting like 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 the lens in your eye you have one lens in your eye but you focus on different distances by squeezing that lens your muscles squeeze that lens and make it yes focus to something different now imagine that to be possible on a flat piece of glass that you put in front of a sensor so that okay so that takes the whole pancake lens thing to a new level to an extreme. <laughs> yeah that's 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 <laughs> where this is so so flatter optics i mean what does that mean for the future photography i think we're not there just yet with the application but uh this is giving me a hope that uh that they are not too far from from having something workable i don't think you will be able to buy a super flat lens next year uh for christmas but um i think we're we're well um, no i'm not guessing i'm not guessing but um i think it's on the horizon so what does that mean for the future of photography flatter lenses flatter optics i'd i'd like to see uh, a full frame camera that fits in the credit card slot in my wallet please perfect Perfect. Because you can make the, the, the sensor will be flat. You can put one of these new flat optics or, uh, just over the top of it, <laughs> build in a little bit of electronics to capture it. And then you, know, you have, uh, and then essentially, if, if you could, yeah, no, let, let me, let me think this through. If you could reduce the flange distance, the distance between the back of the lens to the sensor to nearly zero. Mm-hmm with one of these things and the the sensor is pretty flat already and then the uh the the lens would be flat you could uh, you could have you could have medium format cell phones 
where the and, whole of the back of the phone is a camera. How cool uh, would that be? And I'm not sure how the how the flange distance would work out here because I think optics is still optics. So I'm not sure, but but just imagine being able to well, finally get rid of that that camera bump on your iPhone because you can make it flatter. <laughs> um, another thing, you know, that, I have to say, I know a lot of people talk about that and care about it a lot. I've never ever had any problem with the little tiny tiny bump on the no, back of my neither. phone. Me neither. <laughs> it's mostly inside the case anyway. It's a cutaway for the case because I always carry mine in the case. It's an aesthetics uh, choice at this point. Um, but another thing that uh, he mentions in that in that video is that the gallium arsenide tunable nanotenna is as it's an active circuit, they could even stimulate that to create laser beams and things. So to to project stuff. So uh, just, uh, I don't even know where the application for that would be. Just imagine a lens that is also a projector. See, that's nice. So, yeah. so I, I, uh, I, mean, I do have a dream that I don't have. I do have a dream about not having to, to carry, you know, laptops around and stuff, but actually being able to do, everything just from the thing that's in your pocket and and i know uh, i know well at least I, I assume for economic reasons that the that apple will will never release a version of an iphone where you just simply plug it into a computer monitor and it replaces all your other computers no 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 i could imagine i can imagine uh I can imagine a new manufacturer in the Android market doing something like that, where they've got no other, no, no legacy product lines to kill off. But um, well, one one of the a projector would be another thing. Yeah, a projector well, would be another way of doing it. Definitely. Yeah, but but projector don't don't uh, don't just think projecting something onto a wall, uh, because there are other areas where we will need a lot of projectors, and that is in things like AR glasses. You need a projector that projects the artificial reality overlay the augmented reality overlay mm. over the um actual actual reality so ar glasses miniaturization of projection um he even mentions a uh, possibility to do holographic displays so which could be cool which then this is like the, the whole <laughs> landscape will change when i'm not sure but i think it's a pretty cool uh, a pretty cool development there. So check out the video in the show notes um, and let us know what you think. Yeah, I, I really like the idea of breaking this thing about the, this constraint of um, you know, uh, thin cameras needing to be small sensors because of small lenses, because of physics and optics and stuff right. like that. Um, uh, I, 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 uh, yeah, I guess we'd need to wait and see whether this technology might get us a step closer to that. But I like the idea of a medium format cell phone. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> with, well. with a, with, with a, uh, which is with essentially a zoom. Uh, yeah, and what you're talking about there is an optical zoom lens at that point, isn't it? Mr. Kutznetsov, work on it. Adrian <laughs> needs his credit card sized medium format camera. Um, yeah, I think that'll be it for today. Um, just a little bit of. Uh, an interesting development that is not a product yet, but might become one in the future. All cool. right. Uh, closing off episode 65 of the future photography. Before you do, before you do, we haven't yet mentioned our celebration of all computational photography things and toys Yay. and tools. Hooray! Hooray for the hashtag TFOP now. The future of photography now. 
and we are enjoying very much seeing the images that you're sharing uh, and looking forward to seeing more um it's uh, yeah it's it's an interesting exercise in its own right i think the whole tfop now thing wouldn't you agree and if you if you are interested what others are shooting on or posting on twitter or on instagram yeah just search for the hashtag tfop now and you'll be surprised pleasantly surprised pleasantly <laughs> oh pleasantly surprised and that was it for this episode i'm gonna be back in a week from now hopefully if, if the travel schedule allows for that um stay tuned until next time take care bye you've been listening to the future of photography a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. dot